0: Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now, and I have episode 85 of the podcast that was originally recorded on September 23rd of 2015. Some of the games I played this week, of course I got back into the Pathfinder Adventure card game, got back into the Season of Righteous, played some Machi Koro Millionaire's Row, little Shroud of the Avatar, some Pandemic on my phone, and a little Mad Max. I also talked about a few of the games I want to play now. Enjoy the episode. Good evening gamers and welcome to another episode of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. My name is Joe Luzzi and we are on episode eighty five of the podcast. Hey, thanks for joining me this evening. Send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at what I'm playing now. Don't forget to drop the G on that one. On Facebook, just do a search for what I'm playing now. Our Google Plus page is plus. google.com slash the plus sign what I'm playing now podcast and then of course our twitch channel which is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. Hopefully that twitch channel is going to be live as I start talking about one of the games later on that I'm actually thinking about streaming this weekend. Hopefully I can get to that and we can get that up and going again. All right let's jump into some of the games I played for the week. All right we continued with the Pathfinder adventure card game and we are continuing the season of the righteous. We actually finished the first adventure, Harold's Chosen, we had completed the last two scenarios in that adventure. The first of those scenarios was 1-1D, Crusaders Assemble. This one was kind of an interesting one as the guard post was pretty much the only location on the board. Everybody pretty much had to go through those and then fight the villain. It wasn't that bad of one we actually had a, well i guess i should say that out of the two that we played this was probably the harder of the ones we had our cleric actually have some issues very early on i being a paladin still don't have a heal or a cure in my deck i don't get that until i think the second scenario here so we were hurting a little bit we did finish it but i think some of us were down to like one or two basically cards and you know one or two health and it was it was definitely trickier than the second one the second one that we had completed was the ladies who lunch with d Demons. this one i kind of felt like we gamed the system just a little bit in that we had a couple of locations where we were able to kill the henchmen but then failed to close the location because of very poor die rolls so what happened was we had actually gotten rid of a majority of the henchmen and only had to deal with two of the three villains that were supposed to be part of this one so we actually didn't experience it and if you actually had planned for this, you probably could have gotten away with not really running into any of the villains, I think at all, is what we had kind of talked about towards the end. So, and I was actually looking on the Paizo forums today and there were, there was a thread on that. So I had commented on there that, you know, we had only fought two. We kind of, like I said, we kind of felt like we game the system. We had, even though we had to kind of go through those last couple of decks and locations and kind of burn through those, we, we had plenty of time left for some reason. And All of us were in good health. None of us were actually hurting like we were in the previous scenario. So this one, this one I think was possibly maybe a little imbalanced. I think there's a couple of things that they could possibly do to maybe to maybe tweak this one a little bit so so people can't maybe finish it as easy, especially since it's the last one of the scenario. And actually, after you finish this one and you finish that first adventure, you actually get another skill feat. So you would think that they'd want to make that last one maybe just a little bit harder, but I don't know. Maybe they took it easy on us considering 1-1D that Crusaders Assemble seemed a little bit trickier than the the Ladies Who Lunch With Demons. But we're actually going to be starting in on the second adventure then next time when we play, which is in a couple of weeks. We still have a good group going. I believe we we still had two tables going. I think we were one short from where we were the last time, but still have good numbers showing up, expanding, and having a really good time with that. All right. And then the other game that that I played for the week, and I'm probably going to be talking about this one probably for, I guess, probably most of the show, because this is one of the bigger, better games I played in played for the week, and I didn't have a chance to play too, too many others, so I figure I'll talk about this one a little bit, and that's, that's the expansion to Machi Koro, and that's Millionaire's Row. I picked this up when I was down at my local game store playing Pathfinder on Sunday. I came home, and my wife and I had actually played some Machi Koro with the Harbor expansion, I believe Saturday night, and then Sunday night we sat around playing with the Millionaire's Row expansion, and I have to say that we both really liked this. It did change the game quite a bit. I mean, we thought Harbor added a lot to the game. I was really surprised when with what Millionaire's Row actually added and some of the different cards that were brought in. The biggest change probably are the renovation tokens, which you can actually place on a card, which basically kind of shuts that card down until somebody rolls the number and actually activates that card again, and it basically just then removes those renovation tokens. It's kind of a neat little thing, but let's go through some of the cards that are actually in this box. We'll go through some of the purple ones first. The first one is a park, and you can redistribute all player coins evenly amongst all players on your turn only. If there's an uneven amount of coins, take coins from the bank to make up the difference completely crazy my wife and I actually had this in play but neither of us had rolled the 11 or 13 because we didn't get it in play in either of our games till kind of late so we still haven't had yet to activate this one but there was one game that we played where she just had a lot of money and if I would have been able to have this out and maybe redistribute that wealth a little bit the game would have gone a lot better for me because she kind of just blew me away with the card she was actually playing one of the other cards is the renovation company choose a non-major establishment building And all buildings owned by any player of that type are closed for renovation. And you get one coin from each player. So this I actually used on my wife once or twice. I was able to shut down a couple of her cards that I kept on rolling her darn... I kept on rolling on the dice. And it seemed that there were a couple of cards that were really paying off for us. I was making a ton of money with my sushi bar. Once I got my harbor in place, I got it really early on in a couple of the games. And my wife was just rolling ones like no tomorrow. And it was... I was just having a ball with those. But that's, that's from the harbor expansion. But that was one little trick that was working for me we have a tech startup this is an interesting one because in this one you're actually basically placing tokens you can place one gold on this card at the end of your turn whenever somebody rolls a 10 they basically pay you however many coins that you have on there so this one's more like an investment now the money you put on there you can't get off so it pretty much always stays there and it's basically an interesting thing like a tech startup next we have an international exhibit hall you may choose to activate another of your non- Major Establishments in place of this one on your turn only. If you do this, turn this card to the market. That was another card I think we had in play, but I don't think either of us ever got to use. French Restaurant actually came into play a couple of us um, for, for us a couple of times because it's a five. If the player who rolled this number has two or more constructed landmarks, you get five coins. I think I actually had that one a couple of times for me. There is a members only club, which is another red card, just like the French restaurant was a red card. So the members only club is a 12 to 14. If the player who rolled this number has three or more constructed landmarks, get all of their coins. I had this card in play once and I don't think I actually ever got to activate it. So I was kind of bummed about that one. The cornfield and vineyard paid big dividends for me in both of my games. Both of these are blue in the cornfield. If you have less than two constructed landmarks, get one coin from the bank on any, anyone's on, an, on anyone's turn. In the vineyard, get three coins from the bank on anyone's turn. I think there was one game where I actually had three vineyards in play, and I really made that come into play by having a winery as well, which is a green card. So I got lucky and was continuously rolling sevens. My wife was rolling sevens once we started rolling our two dice, and the vineyards were just paying off for me one game, and she just couldn't keep up once I had that engine going. The winery is a really nice card. It it kind of works with the vineyards. You get six coins for each vineyard in your you own on your turn only, then close this building for renovation. So basically the winery can pretty much stay only stay open pretty much every other time you roll that nine. So it's basically going to shut down because you pretty much have to wait for more wine to be made before you can actually serve it again. There's General Store, which was just a number two. If you have less than two constructed landmarks, get two coins from the bank on your turn only. This paid off for me quite a bit. The only problem was once you activated the harbor, which I activated pretty early on because I was getting the sushi bars, I was noticing that I was getting more than three constructed landmarks very early in the game sometimes. So the general store kind of only lasted a little while for me. It was one that really just didn't have the legs that I was hoping it would. There's a nine to 10, a moving company. You must give a non-major establishment building that you own to another player when you do get four coins from the bank. So what I did with this one, I used this moving company in terms with this next card which is the loan office when you construct this building it's a five to six when you construct the building you get five coins whenever it's activated again you pay two coins to the bank so what i was doing was i kept taking loan offices and then with my moving company i would hand my wife the loan office and make her pay that's a little trick that really came in handy for me and worked in a couple of our games and it was one that i have to say that definitely try it and it works great the soda bottling plant we only have a couple of more here the soda bottling plant you get one coin from the bank for every cup shop that's owned By all players in your turn only and that's an 11 in the demolition company if possible you must demolish one of your constructed landmarks by turning it back over to its unconstructed side when you do this you get eight coins from the bank on your turn only my wife actually used that demolition company in one game rather effectively just flipping over her harbor constantly and it was one that was basically paying out very nicely for her so i have to say we both really enjoyed this set millionaires row I would have to say I think Harbor is possibly a little bit better of a set because Harbor really made Machi Koro into a nice rounded game. This does add a lot of interesting things to it, especially with the way you can disperse some of the money. The renovation tokens are definitely a nice little treat and something different to add to the game. But I will say that we found out that when playing with this, for some reason, it just seemed to extend the length of the game quite a bit. Uh, Normally we can get through a game rather quickly with just the base set and harbor. This one it seemed that our games were lasting quite a bit longer for some reason and I don't know if it was just the cards we were flipping out to the marketplace because it seemed like we would have a couple of low cards and then after a couple of turns, we just had all all high cards in the marketplace and both of us kind of sitting there looking at each other like, okay, none of us want them because we weren't even rolling two dice yet. So there were certain cards that we were buying that cost quite a bit, but there weren't a lot of them. And so i don't, I'm not really too sure if it was just a shuffling of the cards or what. We still really enjoyed it quite a bit. I have a feeling this Machi is still going to be one of our top games. I know my wife really likes this game, so it's one that we're going to be playing quite a bit still. I can't I can't wait to actually see get a couple more plays with this Millionaire's Row under my belt to actually see how it kind of kind of pans out so far, like I said. We both really like it. If you haven't picked it up yet, definitely go out and grab a copy. It's only 20 bucks, I think. That's what it was at my local game store. So all right. We're going to jump over to a couple of other video games that I played for the week. First one, of course, being Shroud of the Avatar. I actually didn't spend that much time in Shroud of the Avatar like I have been the past couple of weeks. I actually did some crafting here and there. I just got a couple levels. Really didn't spend too much time in there. The biggest thing I'm actually getting ready for is the release that's actually coming out tomorrow which is going to be, I believe, release 22, which is going to get loaded onto the servers Thursday, September 24th at 10.30 a.m. Central Time per Darkstar's post here, that's on their forums. It sounds like there is going to be a lot of good stuff added in. They have the dragon coming in, musical instruments, fishing is going to be enabled in the game. There's going to be a couple of new homes that are actually going to be sold on through the add-on store, a couple of elven homes. I know a couple of people who are really looking forward to that, some new decorations. They're kind of getting ready for the Halloween season coming up. A lot of other things being added into the game. The list of things is just long, and I haven't even finished reading them all yet. I'm still trying to work my way through the list, so... A lot of great changes that are coming in that game. Still having a lot of fun with that. If you're actually looking to play an MMO and are interested in one, definitely check out Shroud of the Avatar. I will say it's a lot of fun. Keep in mind, like I have said before, and just like they state all over their Steam page, it is in alpha. It is definitely not complete. It's not meant to be complete. If you don't want to test stuff, if you don't want broken things, if you don't want things out of balance, and if you want a nice finished game, this is not for you. It definitely isn't, but I can see the diamond in the rough within this game, and hopefully, hopefully they can just bring it to a culmination probably sometime next year. It sounds like this week they're going to be putting out their fourth quarter notes as far as what their roadmap is going to be, and they've already stated that the game will not be finished before the year end. I think most of us pretty much knew that was not going to happen that play of the game. We pretty much see what needs to be done still, and I know I'm quite comfortable with the game taking longer. As long as they get it done correctly and done right the first time, I am completely fine with it taking a little longer instead of just trying to shove it out there like so many other companies have done with their MMOs, and then they pretty much just fall apart after six months. All right, the next little game I played is a game on my phone, and it's a game that I'm sure many of you are familiar with if you do play a lot of board games. It's a gateway game. It's a game where I actually have yet to play the physical version, but once again, I played the digital version first, and that is Pandemic. I've seen Pandemic played. um, I've seen Will Wheaton play it on his tabletop gaming show. I've seen a couple other people play it down at the Game Store Store. I've actually never been able to get in on a game I'm always playing something else usually probably something a little heavier or a worker placement game or something but it's a game on my one to playlist so I guess I maybe I should have it in both sections but since I actually played the actual digital game and from what I've read it sounds like the digital game is a very good representation of the actual board game I kind of feel like I actually did play it so I will say that the version that's out there on the on the google store is one that's quite done quite well I'm having a ball with it right now having a good time playing it i've gotten a couple plays under my belt looking forward to getting quite a few more it's one that i usually maybe play right before i'm going to bed i'll usually knock out a game it doesn't take too too long to play but it's still still fun and i'm having a good time with that and then there's another little game that I actually downloaded on my PC last night that I really wasn't even looking to get. It was a game that I think I've talked about before That's on my that was on my What I Want to Play Now list, but I didn't think I was going to be picking this one up so soon, and that's the game Mad Max. Mad Max, from what I can tell so far, I've played only about a half hour of the game. It appears to be kind of like an open-world sandbox game. You're playing Mad Max, kind of just like what was done in the movie. You're driving, going around, do completing different quests... And I will say that on my computer, I have a GTX 970 graphics card in there, and I'm able to turn up the game to pretty much max settings, and so far from what I can tell, driving around, doing combat, and... Some different things. I'm using an Xbox 360 controller on my PC. The game is playing very nice. I'm not noticing any slowdown so far. I'm not noticing any performance issues. It is a huge download, I will say. It was, I think, around a 32 gig download from Steam, which is probably one of the bigger games I think I've downloaded from Steam lately, and I've downloaded quite a bit from Steam. But it's definitely a big one, so make sure you've got enough room on those drives. I'll actually probably be streaming. This is is the one I was talking about at the beginning of the show um, that I'm hoping I'm going to be able to get some streaming in. Hopefully I can get that done Friday evening. I'm hoping to go to board game night tomorrow night to actually get some new board games played so we can actually have a good show to talk about next week. I wasn't too sure. What I was all going to talk about this week, luckily I picked up Machi Koro. I also sat down and played, and I'm just going to mention this one, but I'm not going to put this one in the show notes. I also sat down and learned how to play Cthulhu Realms, which hopefully my wife and I can maybe get a game in tonight after the podcast. I was kind of hoping to get one in before the podcast, but she had a couple things going on. I wanted to get the podcast recorded and uploaded before it's too late, so... We didn't get that done. Hopefully, in the next day or so, we'll actually get a game of that done. I read through the rules. I played a couple of solo games myself, and I will say what I've played so far, just single player playing with a couple of different, with two different hands out, it's, I'm liking it, so I don't want to go too much further into that, since I haven't played a true game against an opponent, but so far, what I've played of Cthulhu Realms, I've liked it, so. All right, that is it for the games I played for the week. Let's jump over to what I want to play now. The first game that I will mention is a game that kind of reminds me of Cthulhu Realms, and that's the Call of Cthulhu the Card Game. I know it's quite different than the actual, than Cthulhu Realms, considering Cthulhu Realms is a deck builder, and I know Call of Cthulhu the Card Game is more of a living card game, and is played quite differently. I was really actually disappointed today when I read on Fantasy Flight Games' website that they will actually be stopping the making of any further expansions for this game this is a game that I've actually wanted to play for quite a while I think I've mentioned before on the podcast that I've kind of been interested in getting into a living card game because I've kind of wanted to try one out see how the, see how one is and I know the Call of Cthulhu game has been around for quite a while and I they were actually supposed to discontinue it a while ago but they 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 continued making the game. They actually have had it going. It's had a very good, I guess you could kind of say cult following for quite a while now. It sounds like it's done quite well for them. It sounds like after this next expansion that's coming out, that that will be the end. They will actually still be printing some of the, a lot of the expansions, but it doesn't sound like they will be printing out anything new for the game any further. This really disappointed me because I'm not really too sure I want to get in a game that's actually discontinued. I know there is so much content out there for the game that I probably wouldn't even be able to get it all or obtain it all or even possibly afford it all considering all the stuff that's going to be out there the other thing is i'm a little worried about getting into it and then some of the sets that i might want maybe card to get or maybe jump up in price so i'm not too sure if call of cthulhu the living card game is going to be the card game i jump into i'm gonna have to just keep an eye on fantasy flight and actually see what they come out with next and see which one i maybe want to get into from the beginning i'm not too sure that one kind of had me bummed and I'm really not even too sure how, how to feel about that considering I don't even play the game and I'm kind of bummed. I could just imagine the people who are deep and heavy into this game, how they feel. So hopefully if you do play this game, You've got the cards that you want from it, and you have a good group that plays it, and and just enjoy it, I guess. The other game is a space game that I've actually possibly, I think I've talked about this in the past, wanting to play it. And I'm hoping to get this one maybe for my birthday in November. This is one that's on the top of my list right now, and that's Zaya, Legends of Adrift System. I know it's a three-player game, and I normally don't get too many three-player games, but from what I've read on the Board game geek forums, it sounds like it plays quite well with just two players. I think we're going to give that one a shot, see how the two-player game goes. From Like I said, from what I can tell, it sounds like people are having a good time playing with just two players, so... I'll take it down to the game store as well because I don't actually ever think I've seen this played actually down at, down at my local game store. I don't know if they actually had any copies of it in originally when it was sold or not. But um, it's, it's kind of one that I've been looking at for a while. So I kind of want to get that one and add it to my collection. And I have a few other games back there that I still want to play. I still need to get Planet Steam to the table as well as Teach My Wife culture. So I think the next couple of weeks we're going to be quite busy here gaming. But that's going to be it for this episode. Hey, thanks for joining me. As always send me some emails let me know what you're playing now send those emails to what i'm playing now at gmail.com don't forget to follow me on twitter at @whatimplayingnow don't forget to drop that g there on facebook just do a search for what i'm playing now on google plus we are plus.google.com slash the plus sign what I'm playing now podcast and then of course our twitch channel which is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. Hey don't forget I'm also participating in extra life this year. So if you go out to extra life dash extra dash life.org and do a search for recess you will find my name Joe Luzzi under recess. I would be more than happy to get a few more pledges under my belt. I'm actually going to be putting that a link to that hopefully on my Twitch page when I get to that Friday before I start doing some streaming. So go out there. It's a great cause we're going to be playing board games Hopefully I'm going to be able to stream that out to Twitch on November 7th as well from the game store as long as we can get the logistics and everything worked out, like I was mentioning last week. So that's one thing that's going on. And other than that, I can't think of much else. So, hey, go play some games. Have a great week gaming. And as always, let me know what you're playing now. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye bye.